There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Intefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegono. Bishop Intefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Collegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs, and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. When you go for a prayer meeting in your church, asking people to come to pray for church growth, church expansion, church planting, winning of souls, the kingdom of God should come, not many people will appear. But if you call for a church, a prayer meeting, asking our members to come to pray for, for wives and husbands and, and wives and children and money and, and lands and cars, especially visas, visa to America, visa to London, our churches become full. Most of our members, including us, the pastors, have become earthly minded, carnal. We are filled with carnality. We are earthly minded. The very thing that Jesus said we shouldn't do is what we are aggressively pursuing. Jesus said, Lay not for yourself on earth treasures. But that is what we are aggressively doing. And when it comes to the work of God, we have a mindset that the pastor and the few pastors who sit in front of the church are the people that must do the work of God. And as for the rest of us, we come in to come to enjoy. Come to receive the way. Come to receive blessings. And go back. Now this is why. The church of Jesus Christ is not growing. The church of Jesus Christ is not expanding. Churches are not being built. Because there is nobody to send to go and build a church. To plant a church. Missions are not being established. Because there is nobody to send. Many years ago, uh, Bishop Dab went to preach for a great man of God. Very, very great man of God. One, actually one of uh, his fathers in ministry. And uh, this man asked him, he said, he said, why do you get all the people to send to do missionary work? Because Lyra Chapel International currently uh, has planted churches in more than 76 countries across the nations of the world. 3,000 branches with more than 2,000 pastors, 60 bishops, 
cathedrals and properties all over the world, including Sailun. Right here in Freetown, we have two lighthouse churches. We have a church in Kenema. We have a church in Bo and some other places. And these are, are some of the missionaries here. These are young men and women that have been sent to come. So, this great man of God was saying, how do you get the people? And he told Bishop that, I have a lot of, I had a lot of money. I have a lot of money, but I do not have anyone to send. So, brothers and sisters, tonight, the message is very clear. God wants you to understand that every child of God is called to do the work of the ministry. Hallelujah. And if you say that you are not called, then I'm afraid that you can also not enjoy all the other blessings in the scriptures. Hallelujah. Are you getting that? Yes. Every child of God is called. It is not only the bishop and his wife and the few pastors who sit in front that are called to preach, to teach, to heal the sick, to visit church members, to work in cell groups, to plant churches, to go on missions, to sing in a choir, to be part of the prime ministry. It is not only them, but everybody. Hallelujah. And that is what God is talking to you about. That you are called. Lift up your right hand and say, Father, thank you that I am called. I didn't know that I am called, but thank you for showing me that I am called. Hallelujah. Amen. Many are called. Let me share with you five facts about the call of God. Number one, many are called. Matthew. Matthew chapter 22 and verse 14. Matthew chapter 22 and verse 14. For many are called, but few are chosen. How many people are called? How many people are called? I can't hear you. How many people are called? Many are called. Many are called. Matthew chapter 20 and verse 16. Matthew chapter 20 and verse 16. So the last shall be first, and the first last. For many be called, but few chosen. For many be called, but few chosen. Hallelujah. So that is the first thing, you know, we must all understand about the call of God. That not a few people are called. Not a few people, but many are called. We are all priests to God. Hallelujah. The Bible said that we are a royal priesthood. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 6. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 6. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 6. And had made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. And had made us kings and priests unto God. Every believer is a priest. Every believer is a priest. Under the New Testament, a believer is a priest of God called to carry out priestly duties. 
Can I have an amen? amen? Now, when the scripture says, many are called, what does many are called mean? Many are called means large numbers of people are called. Large numbers of people are called. Many are called means the masses are called. The masses are called. Many are called means huge numbers of people are called. Many are called means numerous people are called. Many are called means countless people are called. Countless people. Countless. Lift up your two hands and say, Lord, I am part of those that are called. Hallelujah. Countless people. Many are called means lots of people have been called. Many are called means the majority of the people are called. Many means the majority. So look at me. So look at me. So if you take all of us gathered here tonight in the presence of God. Alright? If I take if I take this row, the choir, if the choir represents all of us as the church, many are called means that can one, two, three. Can you please sit? The rest of you stand. This is what many are called means. If the choiristers represent all of us, many are called means majority of them are called. Most of them are called. A large portion of them are called. Probably only one, two, three are not called. Thank you. So this means that as we have been sitting in the church over the years, two years, three years, five years, putting our hands in between our feet just to receive the word of God and the blessings and the prayers, we have actually relegated the call of God upon our lives. But thank God for tonight. Because God is calling you tonight. God is making the call very clear to you tonight. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. Listen. If you were God. Are you listening to me? If you were God. And you had over 7 billion people to save. Will you send a few people? Will you send a few people? How many of you realize that you will not send a few people? If you were God. And you had over 7 billion billion people, you will not send a few people to go and save them, but you will send a lot of people. How many of you will send a lot of people? But not a few people. Yes. So God has a lot of people to save. And God requires that every believer, every believer must rise up to serve the Lord. Amen. Can I have an amen? Yes. Every believer. Now, there are two reasons why this has not happened. The first reason is because many pastors try to keep the ministry as their own personal preserve. Pastors feel that I must be the pastor in the church. I must be the pastor. I'm the pastor. I'm the pastor. The rest of you, you are just members. But it's not the case. It's not the case. God calls the pastor and also calls the members that are in the church to support the pastor to do the work of the ministry. 
Hallelujah. So you find out that in our churches, most of our churches, alright, there are people who could serve the Lord. Doctors, engineers, lawyers, civil servants, teachers, businessmen, who could serve the Lord, but they sit in our churches. They just sit there, and the best they do that they can give an offering. Hallelujah. But the call of God does not depend on your profession. The call of God is the call of God. And, and when you look at the scriptures, the whole of the Bible, all right, the whole of the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, were written by 40 people. God used 40 people. And when you look among them, eh, there were doctors like Luke. There were, there were lawyers like Paul. They were fishermen. They were fishermen. Hallelujah. Peter and the rest were fishermen. In fact, there were even ex-medes, medres. Majority of the scriptures were written by four medres. Ex-medres. Number one, David. Even before David, Moses. Do you remember Moses? Do you remember he killed somebody? He killed somebody? But he wrote the five books. Then David. Do you remember Reverend Dr. David? How many of you remember King David? Eh? He went to take somebody's wife and murdered the husband. But God used him. God used him. Then do you remember Apostle Paul? Apostle Paul. He wrote, he wrote almost two-thirds of the New Testament. We own almost two-thirds of the New Testament to Paul. And he was a murderer. When they were murdering Stephen, he was there. Organizing it and encouraging it. So pastors, pastors, many of you have made mistakes. By keeping your people out of the ministry. Hallelujah. Now look at me. The strongest, the strongest, the strongest weapon that God gave to Bishop Dag to build a worldwide ministry. Are you listening to that? Eh? Is the weapon of using the ordinary members of the church. The lay people in the church. The lay people in the church. Out of 2,000 pastors, 70% of these pastors are lay people. Up until today, 70%. Market women, carpenters, computer scientists, students. We have a lot of students who pastor churches. A lot. Students in the university, students in the polytechnic, students in colleges, nursing students, medical students. Pastor churches. Bishop Dark himself started his church as a young fourth year medical student. He was in medical school fourth year when the Lord started using him. Hallelujah. And so the time has come as we want the Lord to make us great, mighty, and populous. The time has come for everybody to rise up and work for the Lord. 
pastors, release your people. Train your people. Train your people. Train the market women. Train the teachers. Train the civil servants. Train the wives. Train the young men. Train the young people. Train your, the, the wives. Train the husbands. Train the traders. Train the doctors. Train the policemen. Train the soldiers. All the people that God has given to you. Train them to do the work. Because many are called. Many are called. Now many pastors say, I don't have anybody to help me. I don't have any workers. I need workers, but I don't have workers. And, and, and then often you find pastors poaching the pastors, you know, and, and, and good workers of other ministries. Some pastors will poach the assistant of another pastor. One time, a man of God had the opportunity to go and preach in a church. Just, just like uh, Bishop has invited me, all right? And at the end of the program, he approached the assistant to the pastor who has invited him and offered me, he asked him, how much are you paid? I'll give you a higher salary. And, and post the person. Do you understand it? Do you understand it? As, as Bishop Sam has, you know, invited me, then I look at his main assistant, and I ask his main, main assistant, how much are you paid here? And when he tells me, so I can give you something higher. So follow me to Accra. That's what happened. Hallelujah. So we don't have people to help us. But listen to me. Listen to me. When some five kings rose up and attacked the nephew of Abraham, Lot, and his city, and took the people away, the Bible said that Abraham raised up 318 young men as soldiers out of his own household. All the people that you need for your church, the pastors, the musicians, the missionaries, the church planters, they are all seated in the church here. They are all seated here. Some of you have been sitting in the church for 10 years. You know all of the bishop's messages. When bishops start to preach, so this one, I know where he's going to. Yes. You have been sitting down here for five years, for 15 years, for 20 years, for three years, God is speaking to you tonight. Many are called. The time has come for you also to rise up to do something for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. The time has come for you to plant churches. The time has come for you to go on missions. Hallelujah. One of the reasons why God has sent me here, God has sent me here to drive you out of the church. To drive you out of the church. You are too comfortable here. You are too comfortable. The time has come for you to rise up, go into a village, go into a town, go into a corner, and also do the work of God. Because many are called. Now watch me. All throughout human civilization, ordinary people have done great things for God. All throughout. Now, the great reformation that was started by Matthew Luther and, and Cole was promoted and advanced by ordinary people. By ordinary people. The American Revolution was organized and governized by ordinary people who said, listen, 
We are not going to sit down for people to control us anymore. They rose up. The French Revolution was organized eh, when ordinary people rose up and mobilized for their freedom. When you come to the church world, I don't know whether we have the Methodist church here. I'm sure we have the Methodist church. Now, the great Methodist church was founded by John Wesley. And John Wesley used people that they call lay preachers. Lay preachers. Up to today, the Methodist church uses the concept of lay preachers. And you see the Methodist church all over the world. All over the world. Ordinary people. You don't need a priestly color to preach the gospel, to pastor a church. And pastors, don't be insecure. Don't be insecure. Release the people. God said to Pharaoh, let my people go. Pastors, it is time for us to release the people of God for them to go and do the work of God. Remind me to tell you about the great matters church. I'll continue on that. But, but one of the greatest churches in the world is the Yoido Full Gospel Central Church in Seoul, Korea. A church that was started in 1958 by Dr. Yonggi Cho. The biggest church in the whole wild world. As of 2008, it had a membership of 830,000. Every time you go to South Korea for Dr. Cho's Child Growth Conference, on Fridays, we go to the Seoul Olympic Stadium or the Seoul World Cup Stadium for a prayer meeting with his cell leaders or his church workers. And they are 150,000. Are you here or you've gone home? How many of you are here? I'm talking about many are called. Lift up your right hand. Say, Lord, thank you for calling me. Thank you for calling me. I shall not sit comfortably anymore. I am rising up. I am rising up to do something in your house. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for yourselves. Now, this great church that I'm talking about, the Yeldo Full Gospel Church, in the first 10 years, Dr. Cho says he tried to do everything himself. He tried to do everything himself. He was in charge of the training. He was in charge of the evangelism. He was in charge of the churches. He was in charge of the administration. He was in charge of everything. And then soon, he started, his health started failing. And there were several times that when he was preaching, he fainted and collapsed. In fact, one particular time, an American missionary 
who have gone to help him in the church, accompanied him to the sea for him to go and do water baptism. And Dr. Cho insisted that he was the one that was qualified to baptize the people. So even though he was not feeling too well, he stood in the water to baptize so many people. Some of the people were so heavy. Some of these ladies were heavy. You know, they are heavy. Some of our ladies can be heavy. They will go into the water and then he will struggle to bring them up. Now, finally, he became very ill and he couldn't preach. He couldn't, he couldn't continue the ministry. His doctors advised him to give up on the ministry. Listen very carefully. And he went to God and said, God, you called me. You called me to build your church. And I am lying down here dying. And the Lord said, I will not heal you. The Lord said, I'm going to heal you, but it's going to take 10 years. It's going to take 10 years. You can read it from his own biography and from books. Now, during those 10 years, he couldn't do much. And it was during those 10 years that God opened his eyes and his ears and his understanding and showed him that when I call you, I don't call you alone. I call you and I give you people. And the Lord said, I want you to release. I want you to release the people that I've given to you in the church. I want you to release them to work for me. God said to him, let my people go. He asked God. But they are not trained. They are not pastors. And God said, train them. Equip them with the way. Train them. That is what began. That is what led to the cell system in Seoul, Korea. Dr. Cho is the brain behind the cell system that today many mega church planters, mega church pastors are using all over the world to build large churches. So because he couldn't work, he was forced. In fact, when he, when he, when he saw the idea to the men, the men were not interested. So the Lord said, go to the women. Pastors, pastors, the women in the church are very fruitful. Use your women. Don't despise your women. A pastor who wants to see church growth, you must deploy your women. Women are more fruitful than men. And you know why? Number one, women have a natural womb to produce children. Men don't have. So, so by their very nature, women are created to be fruitful. Number two, women are very loyal and loving. They are very, very loyal. Once the woman, the woman accepts the pastor, they are loyal. The men are always serving the pastor with something behind their mind. Give me two H. I said give me two H. Yes. The men, the men are competing with the pastor. But the women, in fact, listen, it is known that even in the secular world, once a woman finds a job that she likes, she can be at the same job for 50 years. Yeah. But men are jumping about all the time. 
They are jumping about all the time. So pastors, God is giving you a key. That is why in this book, which I introduced you know, to you yesterday, and also in the morning today, Church Growth, It Is Possible, Bishop Dark has dedicated one whole session to church growth and women. Clap your hands for the women. So God said to Dr. Cho, if the men are not going to buy into your idea, use the women. So up to today, up to today, out of all the cell leaders that Dr. Cho has, and now I don't even know how many uh, uh, he has now. Alright? Out of all of them, 90% of them are women. 90% of them are women. Ordinary women. Hallelujah. And God used this woman. Later on, the man joined. But God used this woman to build the greatest church in the whole world. Lighthouse Chapel International. Lighthouse Chapel International has been built and continues to be built by laymen, lay ministers, lay pastors. Bishop Dark himself started the church as a student. And then he continued when he started practicing medicine for two years as a lay pastor. As a lay pastor. His main assistant, Bishop Saki, who is a lawyer, worked as a lay pastor. Bishop Eddie, who is an economist, worked as a lay pastor. I worked as a lay pastor for 14 years, within which period I established seven churches. And I was an overseer. As a lay minister, I was overseeing other churches. When we come into our church, we have lay presidents. These are senior lay uh, ministers who help the bishops to work. Very powerful. We big churches. We have lay pastors. When I say a lay pastor, I am talking about somebody who does their own work. Alright? And then they do the ministry as volunteers against a full-time pastor who does that as his main work and 24 hours, that's what he does. We have lay overseers. They are lay pastors. They have their own churches and then they oversee churches. I don't know if you have heard of a church called Church of Pentecost. There's a church which was founded in Ghana. It's called Church of Pentecost. I'm sure there are some here. Church of Pentecost eh, uses lay pastors. Most of their pastors are lay pastors. They are not full-time. They are lay pastors. And normally this is what they do. They will have about 15 churches pastored by lay pastors and then there will be one full-time district overseer. That is it. Much of the expansion that we have seen in Lighter Chapel International has come about through the work of lay pastors. We have doctors who travel to countries when they get there. Once they get there, they start churches. We have nurses who travel to countries. Once they get there, they start churches. We have people who travel to America, Europe, and other places for, to pursue, to chase greener pastures. Do you understand greener pastures? To get money, to get good jobs, to go to school. Once they get there, 
they start churches. So listen, all those of you who are sitting in the church as nurses, traders, civil servants, students, policemen, business people, doctors, engineers, God is calling you. 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 You can do something for the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I, we have one of our senior Ceylonian pastors. I don't know whether he's here. Reverend Tamba. Where is he? Yeah, stand up. This one. This, one. this is Ceylonian. He used to work with the United Nations. And he has been a lay pastor for how many years? Sorry? 17 years. Lay pastor. He's not a full-time pastor. And when I talk about a lay pastor, I am talking about people that we don't pay. We don't pay them. We don't pay them. We don't pay them a penny. What is the name of your coin? In a, What? The, the coin is what? Cent. Not a cent. This man you see here, he was working with the United Nations. He went to Central African Republic and established a church there. And built a church building out of his own resources. He went to Ethiopia. When he went to Ethiopia, no, no, listen, 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 listen. When he went to Ethiopia, he established, he planted a lighthouse chapel, the Ethiopian church in Lighthouse Chapel International. Now we have started some more, but the original church was started by this man as a lay pastor. And once again, he built a church building with his own resources. Room. He has a church. He has a church. So listen, thank you. Listen, the fact that you are a doctor, you are a policeman, you are a market woman, you are a wife, does not exempt you from doing the work of God because many are called. 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 The time has come. For all those of us who have been sitting in this church for many years to go out and do something for the Lord. Yeah. Some of you, you should leave Freetown and go and settle in other towns. And pastors, you must be willing to release your people. Release them to go. Some of you, the reason why you can't release them is God. They, they give you special offerings. Fat special offerings. Give me two H. Bishop, we have a, a powerful, we have a powerful bishop in Kenya. Alright. Two years ago, he was the chairman of our bishop's council. Yeah. In Kenya. He was in London for many years and he was uh, into real estate selling houses. Very rich. Very, very rich. He was there for years. And Bishop Dark said to him, I want you to go on missions. He was a lay pastor. I want you to go and, and send him to Kenya. From London. He sold all his houses. Carried his wife and went to Kenya. Today, when you go to Kenya, he has built a huge church, a huge cathedral with many churches. 
He has sent Kenyans to our Bible schools and we have churches all across Kenya. But Bishop Doug says, if I was going to follow money, I wouldn't have sent him. Because this is somebody who could take a lot of pounds and sow it into Bishop Doug's life. Bishop Doug always says it openly. He said, he said, there is barely anyone who used to give me that level of offerings. Pastors, don't follow money. Don't follow money. Don't follow riches. Follow the leading of God. Follow the call of God. Follow what God has called you to do. We need more churches. More missions. Hallelujah. Living Word of Faith Outreach Ministries International. You cannot contain yourself in a few places. The time has come for you to move everywhere. And who are the people who are going to move? You. Because many are called. Hallelujah. Now somebody says, uh, you know what? I cannot do the work of God because I don't know what to do. Give me Ephesians chapter 4, 11 and 12. Hallelujah. Pastors, our work, are you listening to me pastors? How many pastors are here? Lift up your hand. Pastors, our work, your work as a pastor is not to do the work of the ministry. That's, that, that's, that's not what God has called you to do. I'm going to show you your work. Right, now listen. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12. Verse 11. The Bible says that, and he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and teachers. For what reason? For the perfecting of the saints, verse 12. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, look at the NIV. If you can give me the NIV, um, the NIV version. The NIV. Hallelujah. Pastors, I'm showing you your work. How many pastors want me to show, show, show you your work? The way that the pastor is supposed to do. Yes. Now watch this. Go to verse 11 again. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Now watch this. Why do we have apostles? I believe we have Apostle King. Is that Apostle King? Yes. It's, good to, it's, it's nice to meet you. Why, why did God raise up Apostle King? And why did God give us prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers and bishops? What is the reason? What are they there for? Are they just supposed to be sitting in their chair and receiving greetings and running around? No, there's a reason. Go to verse 12. Watch this. The reason why God gave us this man of God, the fivefold ministry, is to prepare God's people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Now, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. I spoke about the body of Christ two days ago or so. So, give me a book. Because I want to give a book prize. Quickly. Mary or somebody should give me a book. I want to ask you a question. When we talk about the body of Christ, what is the body of Christ? 
What is the body of Christ? I can't hear you. Lift up your hand if you know. What is the body? Stand up. What is the body of Christ? The church. The church. The church. You say the church. The church. The same thing. Alright. Now listen. The church. The, the, the body of Christ is the church. And who are the people who are supposed to build the church? Watch it. To prepare God's people for the works of Christ. So that the body of Christ or so that the church may be built. Who are the people who must build the church? God's people. And how will God's people build the church? By being prepared by the apostles, by the evangelists, by the pastors, by the teachers, and by all the fivefold ministers. Give the Lord a wonderful cup of friend. So pastors, pastors, this is your word, thank you. A pastor must be training his people all the time. You must train them to study the scriptures. You must train them to preach the word. You must train them to witness. You must train them to explain the scriptures. You must train them to pray. You must train them to, to plant churches. You must train them to go on mission. That is the work of the pastor. That's the work of the pastor. The reason why many of you pastors, you don't have anybody helping you is because you are not training anybody. You are not preparing God's people. God's people have been given to you as a raw material. You must prepare them. And release them. And release them. And release them. When you come to my cathedral, when you come to my cathedral, that is one of the biggest jobs that you find me doing all the time. This year alone, this year alone, Eh? I've had a camp meeting to release hundreds of God's people to go and start churches. Right now, I am training another over 300 cell leaders to release them to go and do the work of God. And I have close to 1,000 students in the Bible school that I am training to release them to go into the work of God. A pastor's main duty is preparing God's people. But many of us pastors, we see our church members as sources of offerings to ourselves. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yes. That is why all your businessmen are sitting in the church. We have pastors. Listen. We have pastors who are professors. We always say, we are waiting for the day. Listen to this. We always say, we are waiting for the day that the president of Ghana will become our church member. He will be an usher in the church. We will tell him, Mr. President, God bless you, you have come. It's, a, it's time for you to do something for Jesus. Yes. So many are called to work. If we are going to plant churches, if we are going to establish missions, if we are going to build cell groups, we are going to require all the people in the church to do something for the Lord. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have an amen? amen. Can I have an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Amen. At my cathedral, I have over 600 church workers. 
Right now, as I'm speaking. And I'm trading right now another over 300. So soon, in a matter of about two to three to four months, I'm going to have in my cathedral 1,000 church weddings. We call them shepherds. Hello? Pastors. Pastors. Release your people. Will you release them? When you go train them. And, and tomorrow, God willing, at the, uh, at the, when we continue, I'll, I'll teach you how to train them. How to train them to plant churches. And how to train them to do the work of God. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready to serve the Lord? Amen. Yes. Don't just come to warm the chairs. Everybody please stand up. Everybody please stand up. Everybody please stand up. Now, touch your seat. Is it warm? That is what most people come to do in church. From today, you are not a pure woman. From today, you are a planter of a church, a planter of a cell, a preacher, a teacher of the word of God, a missionary. Can I have an amen? Please be seated. Hallelujah. 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 Many are called. Many are called. God has called us to fruitfulness. God has called us to become fruitful. Jesus said in John chapter 15 and verse 16, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and I have, I have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. Hallelujah. Every believer has been, has been called to go and bear fruit, not mango fruit, not tomato fruit, not banana fruit, but the fruit of the souls of men. Evangelism. It's not only for the pastors. So winning is not only for the pastors. Outreach is not only for the pastors. Church planting is not only for the pastors. Many are called. You are called. You are called. And I am called. And together we can build the kingdom of God. So tonight, at the end of this service, I'm going to make an altar call. God is calling young people, young men and women, who we are going to train to plant churches. Bishop, we must train them and send them out. Let's empty the church. They have had enough. It is time for them to go and be a blessing. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Find somewhere. If you can't travel outside Freetown, find somewhere, a community, and start a church. In Accra and its environs, we have not less than about 200 churches. The cities of this world have become mega cities with millions. Do you understand it? So, we need to have more churches, even in the cities. And then at the, the district and village levels. Can I have an amen? How many of you are ready to serve the Lord? Are you ready to serve the Lord? Are you ready to serve the Lord? Stand to your feet and lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. I want you to pray and tell the Lord. If you can use anybody, Lord, please use me. Since you saved me, I've been in church, receiving your word. 
coming in and out, expecting blessings, receiving prayers for blessings. But Lord, today, I want to give myself to you. Lift up your hands and begin to pray. Yes. Yes. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Oh Lord, if you can use anybody, use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Lord, use me. Lord, use me. Lift up your voice and pray. Ask the Lord to use me. Use you. Use me to plant the church. Use me to do your work. Use me to build your church. Use me, oh God. Use me, oh God. Use me, oh God. Lift up your voice. Cry from the bottom of your heart and say, Lord, use me. 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 Lift up your hands. Father, I pray for your people. Touch their hearts, Lord. Thank you for the great call. Thank you for the mercy of being called to serve you. I pray. Touch the hearts of your people. Lord, let them be ready to go out there to serve you. To stand by your servant in this new era of expansion and growth we thank you we believe you have been blessed by this message we invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon opposite the Collegon main gate our service times are Early rain service, 6.30 to 8.15 a.m. Love and hope service, local languages services, from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. Love and faith service, from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. Our vibrant youth church is also at 9.30 a.m. to 12 noon. Be part of our midweek impartation service this and every Tuesday, from 6.15 to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For further prayer and counseling and further inquiry, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you. To glorify your